Welcome to Grab Your Crowns Ministry. This is a weekly podcast that's available on Wednesdays. We'll be building up your faith muscle through the teaching of God's Word. I'm your host, Mr. R.T. Rodriguez, and I truly hope that you have been building your foundation on God's Word and God's Word alone. That you've been getting stronger in your faith muscle. That you've been getting that your shirt's been getting tighter, but your faith has been getting tighter. As we do these reps and we do these sets and we go throughout this life and we continue to to fight the fight that we have, that we look at things differently. And the reason why I say that for it, because this week's title episode is that we're still standing. Say that with me one more time. I need you to text it out. I need you to tweet it out. I need you to just put it wherever you want to put it at and tell somebody you still standing. I know you don't know how, I know you don't may not like the way it looks. I know you may be going through some things that you don't necessarily like. I know you may not smell the way you want to smell. Come on, let me be honest real with some things right now. I know you may not understand it. I know you may not have the experience to fight these fights. But God says, I'm going to fight these fights with you. That's one thing that we seem to be forgetting a lot is that God is fighting these fights with us. <coughs> Excuse me, I'm still trying to get this sickness out as the family's been sick this past week. But I want you to understand a couple of things. When God says, I'm going to fight with you, I'm going to fight with you. I'm not leaving you by yourself. So you think when you're out of, you've been out of work for so long because you got hurt somewhere that God says, I'm still going to provide a way. When the, cat, when the power company comes to you and says, I'm going to cut your power off. And it says, no, God says, I'm going to make a way for you. You just keep on trusting in me. <clears throat> when you're arguing with your spouse at your house and you don't know how exactly the arguments always start, but they seem to always start. When you want to grip closer to God, God says, I'm going to step in. I'm going to help you out. See, the devil tries to come at you. See, we have a problem with looking things in a different way. We always look at the things of saying how big of our problem is. Now we're going to change it and we're going to stand firm and it's saying, look how big my God is. The problems are no longer going to be big. We're showing our problems how big our God is. This is why we are still standing. We're still going through what God has called us to do. And that's to fight a different fight and a walk a different walk and talk a different talk. We're going to be in 2 Timothy today, chapter 1. We're going to go verses 5 through 8. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verses 5 through 8. Before we get into the God's Word, I would like to go to prayer. Oh, merciful Father God, you are with us today, God. And we thank you for this. We thank you for your Word that you gave us, God. We thank you for letting us see this day. God, I understand that we may not understand everything going on in our life right now, but we know that you are in complete control of it. And then no matter what we go through, we know that you're going to be in the middle of it. God, we may not always like the uncomfortableness that we sit in, but God, we thank you for it. We're able to sit here with you, that you're walking through this journey of life with us hand in hand, step for step, that your word is guiding the path to our feet. God, remove everything that's not pleasing inside of us. God, we fall short of your glory every day. God, we ask that you just continue to let us go higher with you, God. Give us every word and every action that we have. God, we thank you for allowing us to come into your presence today. 
God, we ask that you just continue to set that devil down you by his hands and his feet. That the Holy Spirit is the only spirit that has free for a movement about in our life. And in your holy name we pray. Amen. Amen. Y'all, I'm so excited. I know what we did miss last week. Um, me and the family were sick. I was trying to get through it, but all you would heard was coughing and gagging. But guess what? I'm still standing. I'm still here. I'm still able to move in a different way. I'm able to, to have a little bit in my throat. So I was gonna I was gonna take this week also <clears throat> about like what would happen if Jesus quit? What if Jesus said, No, I'm not taking these lashings anymore? What if I was able to, what if Jesus said, no, I'm, I'm done. I don't want to do it no more. That's why I said, no, I got I to gotta persevere through this. This is where I'm still standing firm with what God has told me I needed to do. He said, I'm going to put a blessing upon your life, but I need you to understand. I need you to keep on going through this thing. So God, I ask you to be with me right now as we bring this word as only you can. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verses 5 through 8. If you have God's word, and we like God's word. Let me get an amen. God's word reads as this. I remember your genuine faith. For you share the faith that first filled your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice. And I know that the same faith continues strong in you. This is why I remind you to fan into flames the spiritual gift God gave you when I laid my hands on you. For God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love, and self-discipline. So never be ashamed to tell others about our Lord. Do not be ashamed of me either. Even though I'm in prison for him, with the strength of God gives you, you ready to suffer with me for the sake of the good news. This is the word of God. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. Let me, I want, I want to dive deep into this thing today. I want to, I want to take this, uh, I want to understand a couple of things real quick with it, where we're coming at in, in 2 Timothy. I want, I want to teach this before I preach this thing. Right now, Peter is writing to Timothy. See, Peter is in prison for what he believed. For being an apostle, for being a disciple, he's he's in prison for what he believed. So he's writing this letter to Timothy, and he's saying, "Timothy, I need you to get, I need you, I need you to get back right. I need you to get right. But I also want you to remember the things that have been instilled in you. See, I've told, I've been having a conversation with folks here lately that God's put a gift on your life." That you're the one that's going to break a generational curse. That you're the one that has been stronger than anybody else in your family has ever been that strong before. See, when people have doubted you, you're like, no, I'm able to do that. So Peter's writing to Timothy saying, Timothy, I need you to get right. But I also need you to remember the teachings that your grandmother and mother put in you. The faith of your ancestors put in you. And that really dire for me this week. And over this past month of my grandfather, Pete, he instilled some things in me years ago that I never thought would come to fruition until this week. He passed away years ago, but I remember his teachings. I remember what he used to, 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 to tell me all the time. 
Because I also questioned him all the time. I also heard what people told him all the time. Let me give you a little bit of backstory of what's going on here. And this wall kind of, let me try to bring it all together. That you're still standing. My grandfather Pete was not the best of man at all times. He had a checkered past. But also he was, he also turned his life around when he was very young and was able to do great things in his life. He was able to, he, he became a pillar in the community and everybody went to Pete for everything. And then everything kind of turned around when he said that I was going to become, that he was going to become a deacon of the church. And everybody kind of just scoffed at him and laughed at him. Like, you of all people going to become a deacon in the church? No, you can't do that. You, you, you? He says, yeah, God's calling to do this. See, and people would, would always say things about him and then that he was doing too much. We would come up and we would come visit him. We would drive hours to go to his house and he'd be like, well, I got to go to church. Maybe some of you have been like that. Maybe you were raised up in church and you had to go to, to Monday night Bible study, Wednesday night Bible study. Then you got choir rehearsal. Then you got Sunday school before service. You're always in church. And maybe that was, that for me, it was, I was like that way too. I, I, I grew up in the church. But nothing, nothing ever really resonated in me. And I, I, and I told myself that when I was older, I would, I would do whatever I wanted to do. And church was not involved with it. I was just doing it to do it. Because I was being told to do it. But see, in, that, in those times, God was, was, was putting a seed in me. He was putting a seed inside of me. That I could always rely on him. But see at that time I didn't understand that. So as I was talking to my grandfather. And we, and we were having this conversation. with my grandpa you're always. You're always going to church. Why can't you just take us to the store? Why can't we just go and hang out with the rest of our cousins? Why can't we just have this time with you? And he's like. Because God is my number one priority. I have to serve him. And I said, okay. He says, but when I get back, we'll, we'll spend time together. And I said, okay, Grandpa. I'll see you when you get back. And in those times when he would leave, I would, I would always be like, why, why are you serving this God? Why are you spending so much time? When your grandsons are here, when our cousins are here, you can spend time with us. But see, then I understood that he had a greater calling on his life. And I, didn't, I didn't, and I didn't realize it at the time, and I didn't notice at the time, but he had a greater calling on his life. Not only did people start going to him for everything else in the community, but they also started, our family started going to him for different things in the church, in the prayer life. All of a sudden, his life started getting better. His quality of life was getting better. He didn't, I don't want you to take back. Him and my grandma had a great life. They had a fantastic life. But see, then years before he passed, he got cancer. Oh, 
See, he got cancer, and and and, and when I seen him, while he was in the battle for his life, he was a shell of a man that I remembered. He used to wear these white tank tops. We called them wife beaters. And they were just hanging on his body. And I, and I, I didn't really quite recognize him. I didn't remember you that way. I, don't rem- I remember you full of life. I remember your body full. My grandfather was a heavier set man. But when I seen him, he was a fraction of himself. But see, through this, he would still pull up to the he would still pull up to the table with his Bible. And he'd still be studying, he'd still be reading. He'd still be getting into the word. And I said, Grandpa, why why are you doing this? Why are you why are we why are you studying when you're sick? Why are you going through all this pain and still reading your word? God, tell me, Grandpa, tell me why. And he looked at me and he used to have a nickname for me. He said, IT. It's because I serve him. Because he brought me so much peace in my life. I've been able to do more things that you ever know because of him. Not because of what of what you see right here. He says, I know when I pass on, I'm going to go see him. And I'm going to spend eternity with him. I said, but it's going to hurt when you leave. He says, I know it is. But you got to trust that what I'm telling you now is going to benefit you in the future. That was the last time I spoke to my grandfather. He was still standing firm on the foundation that God has built for him. See, and no matter what kind of prison that you go into, no matter what kind of fight that you are going through into your life, this is where my grandpa was telling me that by giving me the word that say, no matter what you go through, no matter how much hell you're going through, you're still standing firm in the God in word of God. You're still standing in it. See, his faith never wavered. Yes, he was tired. Yes, he was. Yes, he he he, he was trying to do a lot of things, but he he never he never wearied off of the word. He stayed faithful to the word. See, and I remember this, and this is Campbell Crosses years ago. I fell flat on my back. Because I wasn't in church. I wasn't doing the things I was supposed to be doing. I was out running the streets. I was out doing things I shouldn't have been doing at all. And when God knocked me flat on my back, I remember my grandpa told me, he said, you stand firm this foundation that I'm playing inside of you. This is what Peter was telling Timothy. You stand firm in the foundation that I'm giving you. I put it in your mother and your grandmother. Someone's papa, someone's mama told you the same thing. Someone's grandpa and grandmother told you the same thing. But at that time, you didn't want to hear it. But I'm telling you now, this is where you need to be at right now. You're standing firmly in the foundation that God has been building for you. This is where we're going to understand that this is the thing. That God, that he wants to put you in the, he wants you to fan the flame that he put upon you in this faith that he's given you. 
I know these problems seem so big and it hurts so bad. That diagnosis that diagnosis they gave you of that cancer is not going to win. The depression, anxiety is not going to win. I know that all these things are coming at you all at one point in time. And I know you don't know how to move in a different way. You don't know how to get out of the way of these arguments that you seem to be happen to come into between you and your spouse. I don't know if your kids are acting up. I don't care if your bills are acting funny right now. I don't know if you're acting kind of this money that you have is kind of acting kind of funny right now. But I'm here to tell you that we're standing firm with it. He wants you to fan the faith that you have. The spiritual gift he's given you. God has put his hands upon your life and your family. Stand firm. You are still standing. See, you're not, you're not, you're not knocked down anywhere. And I understand the pain that you may be going through right now hurts. But you're still standing. It didn't take you away. For not God has not just given us a spirit of fear. He did not give us a spirit of fear and activity, but of power, love, and self-discipline. This is where we understand the self-discipline part of this. The self-discipline is that we don't run to the things that we used to run to. We don't run to an app. We don't run to social media. We don't run to the liquor store. We don't run to boo-boo down the street. We don't holler at nobody else. We don't need to be hollering at. Now we're also showing the love to the people that hurt us. I know that's a very hard one for us to do, but you also have the power to do it. See, God gave us those because he wants you to still be standing firm. So never be ashamed to tell others about our God and our Lord. Even though I may be in prison right now, even though I may be looking the way I'm looking. You know, I'll tell you this right now. Let me be humble, open and transparent as I can be. I'm a sinner, but I'm still standing. No, I don't have it all together at all times. No, I don't handle every situation perfectly. But I'm able to come through with other believers and understand that we, we can have a conversation and not a confrontation about it. That I can voice my opinion. I can have a conversation with somebody and let them know exactly know what's going on in my life. They, I don't have it all together right now, but I'm still standing firm in it. Yeah, just like my grandfather. Yeah, he was going through some chemo, but he was still reading his word. Yeah, I may be going through a hell right now, but I'm still, I'm still in my word. And this is where the self-discipline comes out. I'm spending quality time with my God. I'm spending quality time in my devotion with him. That's what he wants you to do. He wants you to stand firm on his word. And understand that he's still going to be moving inside you. That he's got everything in the control of his hands. Did you have to trust and believe in him? Continue to keep giving it to him. See, you have been built for this for a long period of time. And you may be now coming new into the faith. And new into the walk. And people are going to say some things about you. Somebody like, how are they going to use somebody like you? God uses the imperfections to bring a perfect message. Come on. God brings, he uses the imperfect to bring a perfect message. We're still standing on this foundation of the word that he's been given us. And it's because of the teachings that our forefathers have taught us. When I was able to see 
my grandfather struggle and my grandmother struggle and I want to see my parents struggle and now we can see here and say that I'm still standing firm so when my kids see me struggling and when they're in the struggle in their life they're going to be like yeah but they're still relying on the word to get them through it see the word will get you through it as long as you stand on the word it will get you through it we're not done yet we're not losing yet we ain't heard no bail yet I know you've been taking some hits in your life here lately. I know you've been taking some body shots. I know you've just been taking just a couple of beat downs. You've been, ta- you've been taking some, some 10-8 rounds in this fight of life. But when you come out better on the other side, when, that, when, you, when you come into another round of it and you're able to do something a little bit different, you're going to see that I'm still standing. That you can't knock me down because I ain't going to stay down when I get knocked down. I'm going to get right back on up because that's what I've been always been programmed to do. This is what the word tells me to do. That I'm going to stand firmly on the foundation of the word that God has given me. And I'm not going to waver off of that. Because I wavered off of it and I cre- and, and I made a bigger mess out of the message that I was supposed to be getting. I, I, I created those issues. But now that I have self-discipline, love, and power to change my circumstances... By going down to my knees and being humble and saying, God, I need you to lift me up. I need you to take away everything with all my distractions and let me focus on you. When I'm reading my word, God, I need to focus solely on you. When the arguments come, you say to your spouse, I need some time with God before I proceed. Because I know the words hurt that you can speak. We don't, make, we don't even make any decisions while we're angry, while we're upset. We don't only say things while we're upset and while we're angry. I always say that God, that I want people to see and hear you when we speak. And those tumultuous times where you argue and you fight, let God take control of the situation. You're still standing because you're stronger than everything He's took and what everybody's thought you were going to be. You're still stronger than that. And let God control the situations and the times that you're in right now. You got so many blessings in your life. Your God is so much bigger than the problems. You got so many blessings. You're coming through it. Don't stop. You're still standing. The words are only words, but His word lasts forever inside of you. And wherever the time you may be walking right now, whatever you may be doing right now, continue to let God lift you up. He's got bigger plans for you. As we're prepared to celebrate his birth. He is the Alpha and the Omega. He's the beginning and the end. Dear Heavenly Father, God, I thank you for this day. God, I thank you for this word. God, we are still standing on your foundation that you built us a long time ago. That you're able to do things with us, God, that we never thought we were able to do. It's because of you and your word, God, we thank you. We thank you for everything you've done in our life already. We ask you, let's go higher with you. That your spirit is the only spirit that has free from movement in our life, God. Remove everything that is not pleasing inside of us, God. For your glory. We do everything for you. God, thank you for allowing our forefathers to set a foundation in us. They were able to go through situations because you are walking with us. And in your name we pray, amen. Amen, amen, and amen. I'm so happy to be back with y'all one more time. 
I ask that you let God step into your life in any aspect of it where you need Him at. Be humble, open, and transparent to let Him know exactly what you need. And remember, you're still standing. They didn't take it away from you. They can't take it away from you because God gave it to you. And on that, I want to leave it right there. God gave it to you so nobody can take it away. And until next week, Lord willing, be blessed and stay blessed.